The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode are that of the guest and host and do not necessarily reflect the values of sponsors or other associated organizations. Welcome to the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I am your host, Bobby Williams. As always, please subscribe to the show. It's a simple thing that only takes a few seconds, but it makes a big difference to us. Everyone wants to be an ally to their child. You want to have a good relationship with them. You also want to teach them discipline. Sometimes it can feel like these two things are at odds, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Today, I am speaking with Cynthia Klein, author of the book, Ally Parenting. Cynthia is a parenting educator and coach. She works with parents to understand that different situations call for you to take on different parenting roles, and that's okay. She breaks it down really well in this conversation. Let's check it out. And so I, I had some great training and I've kind of put it in from my mentor, because I think it's important to understand that we all can benefit from parent education. Like I had parent education. I had a lot of it to learn how to raise my daughter. I think that's an important message I want to get out there that in order to learn a new skill, you need education, like anything, like you know, how do you drive a car? You need education. How do you, you know, how do you fix your, you know, whatever you need education. And so when I talk to parents, I talk up to them about there's three different roles that you're going to play with your kids or you're going to, you're going to interact with them depending on the problem and who is responsible for solving the problem. Like who wants the problem solved? And that's very important. And I talked about sometimes you're going to have to be a director, right? If you imagine a director, that's somebody who says what's going to happen, right? You think of a director at a movie, a mm-hmm. you know, movie director. They give the, you know, they tell people, go here, go there. This is what's going to happen. They kind of, they make the decision. So there's times when parents need to do that. And you know, naturally, kids want to do their own thing. People want to do their own thing. And so that's going to cause some conflict. However, you can learn how to give directions in a way that feels loving and respectful to your kids. It's not mean and harsh and yelling. It's loving and respectful, which is the crucial, uh, effective way of giving directions. So what's an example of that then? Because it seems like it's tough to soften, like, just do it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I think one of the things is that you're going, it's important that you don't think negative thoughts about your kid. Mm -hmm. Like you're not thinking, oh my gosh, there they have, they've left the towel on the floor again. How come they're so irresponsible? You really need to eliminate that negative, harsh, judgmental feelings about your kids because that will come through. No matter what words I tell somebody, it's gonna come through they're not liking their child. So first of all, it's important for parents to realize my role 
is to help teach my kids. And the way people learn things is through repetition. And so they're not going to know it at first. So it's important for parents to not be judgmental and say, well, they should or I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to remind them they should do it. We need to throw that kind of thinking out. So that's going to be the first thing. Okay, Bobby, it's like that's a hard thing, though, sometimes because you do have those judgments inside. And so if you're feeling that it's almost like human nature to be judgmental in a way. And that is human nature. That's kind of I call like kind of a lower life condition nature. And mm -hmm. so I think as a human being, we can continually work on not judging others and accepting others wherever they are. So whatever developmental stage your child is at, that's where they are. Mm -hmm. There's no should that they should be some other place. That's where they are. So if a parent can really think this is where they are, my job is to help guide them. Okay, so that's the first thing, really. And, and to to know that you're going to feel happier when you work on making this change in your thoughts. Like, like a lot of times parents think, oh, I don't want to let go of this feeling of control or they need to do what I want them to do. But instead, when you are more accepting of them, then you're going to feel better. That's the key. And they're going to feel better. Okay. So let's say you're not angry. You're not having all these shoulds on your kids and they've left um, the dishes they haven't put the, taken the dishes over from the table so you could say something like and and now you will will have talked to them about it at another time without anger saying this is the responsibility and you would have said i know that at times you forget and so i want you to know i'm going to be reminding you with a couple words and when i do the reminding i expect you to take it over so I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I just really, this is something everybody needs to do, take over their plate. So when kids know that you're approaching them so that they can be contributors to the family, then, and not because they're a bad kid, because they, you know, they has done something bad, then they're much more responsive. So something like, oh, dishes, dishes in the sink or dishes in the dishwasher. And so when you do it with a loving way, it makes a big difference. Or, yeah. So can you imagine, you know, a child versus how many times so I have to tell you to take over the dishes? Why did you forget again? Like, you know, you are so careless of, oh my gosh, right? All of that, that's all the judgment negativity. And that will make your kids feel hurt and that will make them not want to do it. Yeah, that's like an attack. And I think especially we we're saying too of like do the work inside because kids communicate through body language more than words and the energy you put out like people pick up on each other's energy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you can't the thing is you can't fake it. Yeah, right. right? It'll still seep out if you're just telling yourself, well, I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to get mad, but you're still feeling mad inside. You're still feeling judgmental. It's going to come out. Yeah. Versus honey, honey, the dishes in the dishwasher. Well, I think a lot of parents too put it on themselves that it's like their job to do the dishes or do all the chores or make all the meals. And then when you're working too, it just seems like such a huge burden to have to do everything but a lot of parents put that on themselves 
and then they burn out and then they get mad because then occasionally they'll ask for help and the kid has in their mind this is your job in fact some parents i coach they tell me that they will ask their child to help them with something and the child says but that's your job like just what you were saying right so the parent gives that that way of uh, like this is my job and so that's where we come to the second role you're going to play at times which is collaborative so i talked about the director role when you give directions Mm -hmm. now the collaborative role is very important this is when uh the issues the problems impact everybody it could even be like getting out of the house in the morning it can be chores is a big one because it impacts everyone, even if your kid doesn't want to clean the bathroom, it impacts them fundamentally. And so when you collaborate, you come together, you have a discussion. So you were talking about the parent expect like acting as though it was their problem. So the parent would come and say, you know what, everybody's together in the family. I've been acting as though it's my problem. Like I'm supposed to do all this. And what's been the result of me acting like that? So ask the kids and they'll say, you get, you yell at us, you get mad at us, right? So the parent needs to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a way to get buy-in. Right. To, right. And they, okay. And then you say, would you like it to change? <laughs> would you like me not to yell at you? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. So here's what we need to do. We need to do a plan and everyone needs to see it as their responsibility to get all of these things done, not just me. Um, And so whenever you do a plan, what's like, you have a list, like we did this with my daughter all the time, right? Who's gonna do what? Who's gonna empty the dishwasher? Who's gonna put the dishes in, right? Who's gonna clean the bathroom? Who's gonna vacuum? Who's gonna mop? All those things, you make the list. Whenever you do a plan that you come collaborate on together, you come in with a decision together, make sure you say, we're going to try this for like a week and we're going to get back together and we're going to see how is the plan going. Yeah, I think when you say that, like if you've been doing everything for years and your child is 15 and you're trying to make this shift, that's going to be a big shift. So I like the like, let's do a week, come back. And anytime you do a plan and you, you know, you often you post it, here's the plan, everybody agrees. It's crucial to check it out about a week later and then keep checking it out because most plans start to fall apart. Wouldn't you say like, we start getting lazy, we forget. And if you're not checking it, then what happens? The parents start getting upset right? Like you, right? Mm -hmm. You said you were going to do this and now you're not. And then they start getting mad and then they start taking over and they start asking. So then you start the slippery slope and you start again, being responsible, making sure they get out of the house in time. Um, So make sure when you do a plan collaborative that you make sure and come together and how's it going? what's happening and then you're you're probably going to have to do some reminding just know that once you collaborate and come up with a plan you'll have to use director roles to make sure the kids follow through making a plan is easy compared to actually doing it i think everything you know the more life i live the more i see like everything takes maintenance like constant maintenance and it's easy to fall back into your old tendencies like 
if you haven't had a routine of working out and then you get into working out for three months, it's still easy to fall back into that. And that's everything. That's your house. That's your relationships. Mm-hmm. It's just like, why can't it just stay fixed? Right. That's not life, you know? <laughs> that isn't life, right? It's a constant a working, constant effort. And yet that's kind of the joy as well. Yeah. Um, from the effort comes from things being challenging and that's that's really where we feel great is things are really challenging and we've worked hard and we've um, improved it so if parents are saying okay we're having a really hard time we're arguing all the time nobody's helping out i'm getting angry we're going to really dedicate our family to work learning how to work together learning how to communicate learning how to work together as a team and the benefits will be amazing Well, I think what you're talking about is the difference between like feeling good and satisfaction, like eating a cookie might feel good, but completing a marathon, that's like satisfaction. And that's a big difference in life. What about when your children are just coming to you with problems? Mm -hmm. Like, is there a role for parents to play then? Yeah. And that's an important topic because when kids come to you, they are not asking you to fix their problem. Okay, so I call this the supporter role. So if it's a problem that they can handle without you having to step in. So let me give an example of where I had to step in so you can see the difference. So my daughter was having was in high school and was having big problems with her science teacher and really struggling with him. Now, so there's this different hierarchy, right? She was having mm-hmm. trouble. She she couldn't handle it and and change it. She was really complaining about the teacher. So I said, so I couldn't be the supporter role. I it wasn't for me like, well, honey, you can, here, let's talk about it and you fix it. It wasn't. She wasn't able to do that. So that's an important question to ask. And so I said, let's what can we how about if we get together the counselor, the teacher, yourself and me. So the four of us together and and have a conference. So we did. So that was more of a collaborative together. Mm-hmm. We discussed it. We got together with the with the counselor and the teacher. And what I loved is my daughter actually admitted that she could be nicer to the teacher <laughs> in our conference. And that's an example of her growing up in a house where it's okay to say that you've made a mistake and you're not a bad person. So she actually turned it around. And she actually become one of his greatest um, students. So that's where I had to step in and collaborate. But if it's like something with a friend, it's not my role to step in and tell her what to do. This is where um, my mindset needs to be, okay, this is her problem to solve it. I'm not here to tell her what to do because parents love to jump in and say, well, why don't you do this? Or you should try that. Or they start interrogating. They start asking questions. And instead, I need to say to her, wow, you know, this sounds tough. That's hard because you don't want to see your children suffer. (laughs) But I hear what you're saying, too, of if you're trying to fix it, if you're waiting for the next thing to say, you're not being a, a good listener. And I think that kind of ties into that idea. Exactly. Because if if you think about the value you give your child when you listen. So 
we think about there's kind of two main parts of the brain. There's like the limbic system, the emotional center, and then there's the prefrontal cortex, the logical part of the brain, okay? So they're interconnected. And when there's a lot of emotions flaring, people can't access their thinking part of the brain. I mean, we all know that, right? When we're upset, do we make good decisions? <laughs> yeah, no. So if your child's upset, the first role I teach parents is how to listen, how to just respond, not analyze, not say, not try to fix it, not try to go into problem solving mode. A lot of parents wanna solve it first. So instead it's kind of like, wow, oh darn, oh, that's hard, jeez, how challenging. Wow, you're just letting them vent. And that's a really tough skill to learn because you wanna jump in and fix it. So you first start out with empathetic phrases, I, I call it, just let them vent. And then after they've kind of calmed down, then you could say, well, this is certainly something that you'll you'll decide what to do. So you want to state that. Yeah, and that's validating in a way, or you want to feel validated as a child. Yeah, and like, so I'm saying I have confidence in you, in your brain. That's a huge difference maker. And it's tough just not to get in problem solving mode. And but we can always work on ourselves. We can always try to do better the next time. This has been a great conversation, Cynthia. I'm amazed with just how much ground we've covered. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts or ideas you wanna share with the audience here? Yeah, I think see parenting as an opportunity for personal growth and see it as um, when, instead of looking at your child as the problem, when they're doing problematic behavior, think about what can I think and say and do differently. So I'm going to bring out a different response from my child. That's where the power is, is changing yourself rather than trying to control your child. And that's when I call it as being an ally, an ally, you you're managing yourself, you're growing and you're becoming a parent that your kids feel like they can come to when things are really hard because you're going to totally um, love them unconditionally. Mm. Great words to end on. Thank you for being here. It's been great, Bobby. Thank you, Cynthia. Go to Amazon, buy the book Ally Parenting. On behalf of Family Education and Support Services and myself, Bobby Williams, thank you for watching. We'll see you next week. Peace.